Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Wednesday, October 14th. It only took 16 days, but the Tennessee Titans stayed unbeaten and moved to 4-0 on Tuesday night with a 42-16 win over the previously undefeated Buffalo Bills. Give Mike Vrabel, the rest of the staff, the veteran leaders on this team, and especially Ryan Tannehill all of the credit for the win. One of the two teams on Tuesday night was playing with a depleted roster with limited practice time and a national distraction hanging over their heads, and that team is the one that came out and played a nearly flawless football game. There was always a chance that this COVID adversity was going to galvanize the locker room, but only if the leadership on this team was as strong as we've been led to believe. Well, the Titans looked like the more polished, more prepared team on Tuesday night. Ryan Tannehill was the more poised and productive quarterback. Even without Taylor Lewan, who left his second consecutive game in the second quarter with a shoulder injury, this team looked focused. It looked like a bunch of professionals who knew they had no other choice but to sack up and ball out. And they deserve all of the credit in the world for what will likely turn into a huge win in the AFC playoff picture. The Bills are the team that committed costly penalties in critical situations. And quarterback Josh Allen, who had one interception all season long, is the one who made two huge mistakes that resulted in interceptions and subsequent touchdowns for the other team. And it was the Bills special teams that were a problem all night. No, the poise, polish, and professionalism of this Titans team is what won them that game. The game wasn't nearly as lopsided as the final score indicated, but the Titans didn't make any mistakes and capitalized on every single opportunity Buffalo gave them. It's called doing your job, and now the Titans are 4-0 because of it. Speaking of capitalizing on opportunities, one of the biggest reasons the Titans were able to win on Tuesday night was taking advantage of scoring chances. Red zone efficiency was one of the biggest strengths of the 2019 Titans and was a main reason why Tennessee was able to make a deep run into the AFC Championship game last year. The last time this team played a game against Minnesota, they had to settle for field goals, and it nearly cost them the victory. That was not the case against Buffalo. The Titans' first drive began on the Bills' 16-yard line after Malcolm Butler's first interception. Two plays later, Tannehill dropped a dime to A.J. Brown in the back corner of the end zone for the first points of the game. The Titans' third drive started on the Bills' 30-yard line after a long Khalif Raymond punt return. Seven plays later, the Titans retook the lead 14-7. In what was arguably the most critical exchange of the entire game, late in the third quarter and driving in Tennessee territory, Josh Allen made a huge mistake, and Malcolm Butler made him pay with his second interception of the night, and the long return gave the Titans possession on the Bills' 12-yard line. This time, it only took the Titans three plays to reach the end zone as Tannehill found Jonu Smith on a slant route. Just for fun, Tennessee's final possession began on the Bills' 11-yard line and ended with the Titans' sixth touchdown of the night. Look, it's a lot easier to win games when you start inside your opponent's 30-yard line that often, but you still have to finish those drives with touchdowns and not field goals. On Tuesday night, the Titans were exceptional in the scoring areas, converting on all six of their trips into the red zone. This team was first in the NFL last year with a red zone touchdown rate of over 75%. After going 6-for-6 six six on Tuesday night, the Titans now sit at 82% on the season and are back at the top of the league in red zone offense. Finishing drives is turning into a signature element of this offense, and the Titans will be tough to beat if they can stay near the top of the league in red zone scoring. For more thorough and complete coverage and analysis of the Titans' big win over Buffalo, make sure you check out football and other F-words from the guys over at Broadway Sports Media. A new episode drops today on Wednesday with fresh analysis from the win, so make sure you check that out. Rate, review, and subscribe, of course. 
Here are some final stats from the Titans' win for you nerds out there. Uh, Ryan Tannehill completed 21 of 28 passes for 195 yards. That's a 7.0 yards per attempt, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and wasn't sacked one time. He also out Josh Allen Josh Allen by carrying four times for 42 yards and a fourth touchdown on the ground. Derrick Henry finished with 57 yards and two touchdowns on 19 carries, while Jeremy McNichols got nine carries, most of which came in garbage time, unfortunately after Darrington Evans left the game in the second half with a hamstring injury. As expected, the very thin receiving core was led by A.J. Brown and Jonu Smith. In his first game in almost a month, Brown caught seven passes for 82 yards and a touchdown, while Smith added five receptions for 40 yards and two scores of his own. Defensively, Malcolm Butler had an IDP game for the ages with seven total tackles, two interceptions, one tackle for loss, and two passes deflected. Harold Landry had the only sack of the game for either team. The Bills actually had more yards and more time of possession, and one area that you can bet that Mike Vrabel will be focused on going forward will be the third down defense. The Titans are one of the worst, scratch that, the worst third down defense in the NFL, and on Tuesday night, that was no exception. The Bills converted on an absurd 13 of their 17 opportunities on third down, so the Titans now have allowed their opponent to convert on 33 out of 50 third down chances which, if you are not good at math, is also known as 66% of the time, a.k.a. really, really, really bad. Hey, the coach's job is to find something to keep his team grounded, right? Well, there you go, Vrabes. Because Tennessee can't rest. With a quick turnaround, they are back on the field on Sunday at noon at Nissan Stadium to face the 1-4 Texans with a chance to go 5-0. The Atlanta Braves are up two games to none in the best of seven series to win the National League pennant after beating the Dodgers 8-7 to on Tuesday night. It is the seventh consecutive win to start the postseason for the Bravos, but it was not for the faint of heart. The Braves entered the bottom of the ninth with a commanding 8-3 to lead and promptly allowed the Dodgers to score four runs before Mark Melanson got A.J. Pollock to ground out with the game-tying run standing on third base. Whew. The first pitch of Game 3 of the series is scheduled for 5.05 Central Time on Wednesday evening. After their first loss in almost a month on Sunday to Sporting KC, Nashville is back on the pitch Wednesday evening against the Houston Dynamo at BBVA Stadium. Supporters didn't see Yonder Cadiz or Hani Mukhtar on Sunday night, but both could be able to play for Coach Gary Smith on Wednesday in Houston. Frankly, I'm just going to keep saying that last sentence until we see them in action, even if it is just for a few minutes at the end of a match. Fitness be damned. Let's see some offense, especially for a squad fighting for its playoff life. Nashville SC is currently the first team out of the MLS Cup in the Eastern Conference. It cannot afford to miss any opportunities at points. Game starts at 7 o'clock Central Time on Wednesday evening. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Share the show. Tell all your friends. My name is Braden Gall. This has been the 440 for Wednesday, October 14th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.